Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. If you're looking for COVID-19 testing, look into Quest, the lab that's processed over 25 million tests and counting. You can get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's experience and accuracy you can trust from Quest, the largest medical testing lab in the country. So order today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Hamlin looks to the inside, Harvick blocks, checkered flag in the air, and Kevin Harvick wins the Consumers Energy 400 at Michigan. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here with you for our weekly get-together. We've got a lot for you on today's show, including... A visit with Ryan Blaney. Ryan was our featured one-on-one interview during Sunday's pre-race coverage from Michigan International Speedway. Lots more to bring you in that conversation, and that will happen on today's get-together. Also, we'll visit with Ben Kennedy. He is the Vice President of Racing Development for NASCAR. He's going to chat with our Dylan Welch. We've been doing two with Rusty this year. We've got another one coming your way here today. Over the weekend at Michigan, Zane Smith scored his first win In the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series, we'll chat with Zane about winning that race and making the playoffs. Plus, we've got a whole lot more coming your way as well. To get us started today, we'll check in with Kyle Rickey, the host of NASCAR Today Midday, for the latest headlines across NASCAR Nation. Kyle, what do you have for us? It was a busy race weekend in NASCAR, Mike. Zane Smith won the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series race in Michigan. Austin Sindrick won the NASCAR Xfinity Series race at Road America. And Kevin Harvick swept the weekend in Michigan in the NASCAR Cup Series. And it seems silly season is already underway. On the heels of last week's news that Eric Jones would not return to Joe Gibbs Racing for the 2021 season, it was announced this week that Christopher Bell would move into the number 20 Toyota Camry next year. It was also announced last week that Bell's current team, Levine Family Racing, has sold its charter, and this season would be their last. That charter has been sold to Spire Motorsports, who has announced that they will expand to a two-car team next year. Bubba Wallace confirmed that Chip Ganassi Racing made him an offer to drive the number 42 next season, as well as Richard Petty Motorsports offering him an ownership stake in the team. No comment from Bubba about when a decision will be made. And NASCAR heads back to the World Center of Racing in Daytona for the road course event this weekend for the first time. Most drivers won't have any experience on the track, but one driver who is desperate for a win does have some experience in Kyle Busch. 
The reigning champ raced the Rolex 24 at Daytona earlier this year, which is run on the Daytona road course. For more of these stories, visit MRN.com. I'm Kyle Rickey. Coming up, we've got more of our one-on-one interview between MRN's Woody Kane and Ryan Blaney. Plus, later, Ben Kennedy will stop by. As much as life has changed over the last year, you're still pretty busy. So consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same tests hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 25 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. Designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Hear the extended version of Ryan Blaney's interview with Woody Kane next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You won the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan Gaughan gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Ryan Blaney has had a great 2020 season so far, including a big win at Talladega earlier this year. Our Woody Keane had a chance to sit down with him last week for our pre-race conversation on Sunday This is the extended version of that conversation. Ryan Blaney joins us now, and I guess a a good thing, Ryan, you're already locked into the playoffs, and a lot of guys are scrambling around that bubble area right now. That has to give you at least a little bit of relief heading down the stretch run toward the playoffs here. Yeah, um, thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely getting, you know, down to crunch time. Uh, It's nice we're locked in, for sure. Um, Like you said, that cutoff line is, you know, there's a handful of guys around there that are really good drivers, really good race teams uh, that might be barely in or just on the outside looking in. So that'll be something interesting for everybody to watch. Um, you know, we got, you know, only a handful of races left here um, before we get going. And then that final race uh, in the regular season, you know, is at the Daytona uh, Oval. Um, so that'll be a, a huge mix up in things with a lot of people going for it. Um, that are outside that maybe don't have a shot in pointing their way in that have to win the race um, that are really going to take some strong chances to try to get themselves into the playoffs at the last second. So uh, definitely something to keep your eye on. But personally for me, uh, really excited to be locked in, just trying to win races here and, and get your bonus points going into uh, you know the playoffs here soon. Oh, man, you don't have to worry about Daytona. You're a super speedway ace, right? You already got a victory at one of them. <laughs> Isn't that how it works? <laughs> yeah, you hope so, right? You hope so. There's you know, those speedways are so, such a toss-up. You know, a lot of things are, uh, you know, out of your hands. Um, you know, I've been a part of just riding around the pack, and no matter where you are, whether you're maybe towards in the top five or running 20th, and, you know, someone slips up and, and you just get caught up in a huge wreck. You know, I felt like that's happened to us, really. Besides the, the Talladega race we won last year, uh, that was every super speedway for us. We kind of just got caught up in someone else's mess, and that, that happened. So uh, a lot of, you know, strategy and, and thinking ahead but a, another part of it is just trying to make sure you're in the right spot at the right time so 
you never know when those things can go well or bad for you. You just try your best uh, whenever time you go out to them super speedways. Digging into some of the numbers, Ryan, uh, Team Penske as a whole seems to be doing very well. And in the offseason, you guys had a big crew chief swap, and all of you have been to Victory Lane now. And uh, looking back a year ago at this time, you were 11th in the standings and hadn't won. This year, you're 5th in the standings with a victory under your belt, a couple of runner-up finishes, uh, three more, I think, top three finishes along the way. Performance-wise, it feels like you guys have taken a big step up. I guess, Darlington, you were roughly 11th in the points, but since then, you've been on a steady march up in the standings. What do you see that's different this year in terms of your team? Yeah, um, like you said, it was a big, big switch up in the whole Penske organizations with, you know, every driver going to a different team, different crew chiefs you're working with week in and week out. Um, and it was nice, you know, the first month of the year to get practice and really be able to work with that, uh, those guys. And, and, you know, since the pandemic hit and just showing up and racing, that's been a little bit more difficult for us. Just, you know, it's like a crash course on how to communicate with your new crew chiefs. So I feel like Todd Gordon and I have done a good job, uh, you know, communicating throughout the race, trying to get a good feel for each other, even before the race going in, of what we're both thinking of how to unload and start the race. Um, but I feel like really all of Team Penske, uh, our performance is a little bit, you know, has progressed this year from last year. I feel like at this time, I think our cars are really good. Obviously, Brad dominating uh, at New Hampshire last week. That was a big statement. Yeah, for, boy, for did he. <laughs> we, we struggled a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I just feel like our cars have been really good and just try to keep that up here. And uh, you spe- especially want to be on the, you know, the rise before the playoffs. You know, these, these last handful of races, you'll really see where you're at. You mentioned a couple of things there that I wanted to definitely follow up with you on about uh, having the, the crash course with communications being different, you know, practice being different. A lot of things are different than we had a year ago or even at the beginning of the year because they've kind of been forced on us with circumstances, things that may have been tried but maybe not this quickly. What of these things that we see, we've seen so far, including even if you want to get down further in the weeds like the, the choose rule, do you think might stick around and have been popular in your mind that are worth keeping? Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I thought the choose rule was was great when we tried that at Bristol. I know that's been something that you know the drivers and NASCAR has been talking about for a while, and it's it's used at a lot of these short tracks uh, around around the country, and I'm sure around the world. Um, so I, I'd like to see that in a little weekends of practicing and qualifying. But I think the lineup and race thing is pretty unique in itself. Of your team has to be on it right away and you know you have the whole race to try to figure it out and that's that's tough to do if you're out in left field and uh we've been that way and we've done a good job of getting our car to where it needs to be but it's been interesting but i think you see the best teams have been able to overcome and adapt to that let's finish up with one more racing question ryan Uh, the real wild card i guess before we get to the playoffs you talked about daytona is also at daytona but it's on the road course the traditional rolex course that many people may be familiar with but they've added a chicane for you guys this year what do you think about that race and, and how that might play out? I mean, you've seen something sort of similar in the Roval and then even at Indy, I guess, a little bit. But that uh, that chicane coming off what is the Oval Turn 4 is a little bit of a different twist. Yeah, it is. You know, and, um, you know, when everything, all the news came out, you know, we weren't going to go to Sonoma. We weren't going to go to the Glen. Uh, I thought it was really nice that NASCAR improvised and, you know, went to the Daytona Road Course. Um, so... You know, you watch the 24 hours on TV and things like that. And I've never been on that place. We've, doing, we've been doing a lot of simulation here. Uh, I actually have a sim date later today uh, to go back the, to the Daytona Road Course and just try to get a feel for everything. And um, But that chicane off turn four, I thought that was smart. Uh, you know, our cars would be going so fast into turn one if we didn't have that. Uh, it's, it's kind of the same, you know, concept, obviously, as the Roval. Uh, mm-hmm. Just kind of slowing us down in a spot and giving us another passing zone. So... It'll be interesting, man. I, I know a lot of not, not a lot of people have been on that place, and we're just lining up and racing. So <laughs> there'll be a lot of people <laughs> doing simulation work. Uh, I know we've been wearing it out over there in Concord at the Ford Sim, and uh, but it'll be neat. You know, it'll be neat, and, and I'm looking forward to getting there next weekend. A lot of cool things, very different this year, but we're all experiencing them together, and it's been a lot of fun. Ryan, congratulations on the strong start to the season. Uh, congratulations on making the playoffs already. A lot of guys can't still say that, and good luck for the remainder of the season. Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, Ben Kennedy. As much as life has changed over the last year, you're still pretty busy. 
So consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same tests hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 25 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. In a season full of change, NASCAR Today is still up front, keeping you in the know every weekday. I think that we've learned a lot as an industry here since we've been back racing. I'm Woody Kane. Join me for our two-minute lap around NASCAR. Heck, I think we can do it again. I really do. As we race toward the playoffs, NASCAR Today keeps you on the lead lap every weekday. The world is watching, and you know our country especially is watching, and we need to make sure that we make all the right moves. Ben Kennedy stops by to talk Daytona next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. NASCAR local, regional, and international racing. Grassroots racing. From the short tracks of America to the road courses of Europe and Mexico. I'm Kyle Rickey. Join Hannah Newhouse and me for NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan and Hercules Tires. Each week on the Motor Racing Network, we'll talk with the race winners, newsmakers, and grassroots racing personalities. NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Recently, our Dylan Welch had a chance to visit with Ben Kennedy ahead of this weekend's race on the Daytona Road Course and everything going into a race that hasn't been run by these drivers before. Ben, uh, thanks, first of all, for for taking time to join us and what I know is the start of a, a really busy week for you. But uh, first of all, for you, uh, 2020 has obviously been a, a unique year, but a new role for you at the start of this year, uh, a lot of challenges, but uh, what has the year up to this point uh, been like for you and in your new role? Yeah, you know, it's certainly been busy. Um, and, you know, I think it's been certainly a testament in getting back to racing and uh, a company-wide and industry-wide effort um, to do so. So I've, I've primarily been focused on, um, you know, scheduling process for, for 2020, ultimately get back to racing. What does that look like from a schedule perspective? Um, and then also working alongside many other groups to really help pull together from protocols and procedures standpoint, from broadcast standpoint, from an industry and competition standpoint. So it's certainly been a, a neat process. It's, it's great to see how many races we, we've got in so far. Um, great to see fans back in the stands at a, a handful of races and, um, you know, ultimately some really good racing this year, too. Yeah, and you have had to, to kind of make some, some calls on the fly and some audibles with the schedule, just given the state of things. And uh, one of those changes is the replacement of Watkins Glen with the Daytona Road Course this weekend. So let's talk about that and, and just what have some of the, the challenges or hurdles that NASCAR and you have, have had to, to deal with and, and overcome here just to kind of get this event put on the schedule and, and, uh, and a, such a quick turnaround too with the oval just in a couple of weeks. From really its inception just a couple of months ago when, when this came um, kind of to the, the forefront that we'd be going to the road course here, I think the biggest thing that, that came to mind was um, just being able to execute that from a, a track standpoint. So, um, you know, we've, we've had a ton of races here at Daytona on the road course from the Rolex 24 hour to the, um, super bikes and a number of other events, but we've never had, um, you know, a stock car, particular stock car race on the road course here at Daytona. So it really went into um, an assessment to, to Steve O'Donnell and John Probst and, and the entire competition and R&D department up in Concord of how do we make sure that, that we put this all together? Uh, not only that it's, it's a safe course, 
um, and we're checking all the boxes there, but that it's also a competitive um, environment as well. So yeah, I think they, they certainly went to, to work in compiling a lot of the data, a lot of the information, working with the teams and uh, manufacturer, manufacturers as well to um, you know, not only compile that data, but also run SIM on it, see what the tracks look like um, in its existing configuration, play with a few other configurations. I think that's ultimately kind of the, um, you know, what we've come up with as, as the proposed road course of you still get a lot of um, what you might traditionally see in a Rolex 24 hour race, but you also have its unique elements as well with uh, the chicane and um, coming off of turn four there too, which we unveiled. Um, about a week and a half ago. So I think it'll be certainly neat. Um, you know, we always see some some great racing on the road course here. Our fans uh, certainly love to see road course racing as well. And I think adding that chicane off the um, turn four there will, will kind of create a uniqueness to it as well. So certainly looking forward to it. Yeah, the chicane is interesting because uh, there's been no cars that have ever, NASCARs or sports cars or anything that has driven on this configuration. So how did you guys go about designing that without the ability to test any sort of car on it? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think to your point, if you go back, you know, 15, 20 years ago, certainly this is something you'd have to go through the process of, you know, making sure that you put a test in place. You have multiple teams out here doing so. Um, and I think in light of, you know, the, the situation, everything going on right now, um, and, and thankfully having technology as a, as a lever, we can really lean towards, um, you know, the teams and manufacturers have a lot of different um, sims that they're able to run, whether that's uh, more technical or driver sims. And then we've also been working alongside iRacing as well to make sure that, um, you know, we're able to, to push that product out, um, not only to the fans, but the drivers as well from, the Xfinity series, the Gander truck series, the Arca series, so that they can get laps behind that sim too. And, you know, it's really been working in lockstep with them as, as a lot, a lot of other people to make sure that, you know, whatever we're putting on in the simulation world is as close to the real life as it can, whether that's the rumble strips, to what people call the turtles, um, to the braking marks, um, you know, the distance, the width, kind of all of those things, trying to take into account for that so that, we can replicate it as close as possible in the simulation world so that to your point, when we come here this weekend and we're, we're running on the road course, um, that people may not have laps in practice or qualifying in real life, um, but they'll at least have some sort of idea of, of what it's like um, to run around the road course. We've seen the excitement and the success of the Charlotte Roval. This I think has potential to be even better. Uh, have there been long-term plans discussed for the Daytona road course event as far as making it more than just a, a one-time thing? I think it's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think it, it, it's inception really comes around kind of the, our initial 2020 announcement that we had back in March of this year, that we'd be moving the clash to the road course and on Tuesday night leading into Daytona 500. So, I think that sparked a, a little bit of some of the conversations that, that ultimately led into this year's event. Thank you, Dylan. It's going to be a very exciting race weekend at Daytona. Can't wait to see how these drivers will adapt to racing on Daytona's road course without any practice or qualifying. Coming up, we've got Zane Smith and later a new two with Rusty. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief. If you're looking for COVID-19 testing, look into Quest, the lab that's processed over 25 million tests and counting. You can get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's experience and accuracy you can trust from Quest, the largest medical testing lab in the country. So order today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. NASCAR. The NASCAR season is back. Hi, this is Jeff Striegel. We're headed back to the track, and while fans won't be with us in person, the Motor Racing Network is setting up a virtual tailgate party. Tweet us pictures or videos of your race day setup with the hashtag NASCAR tailgate. 
Find us on Twitter at MRN Radio using the hashtag NASCAR Tailgate. We may feature your tailgate on upcoming MRN programs. Be a part of NASCAR's tailgate party on the Motor Racing Network. New winner in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series, Zane Smith, is coming up next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey, race fans, are you looking for a chance to win $25,000? Do you think you have what it takes every week to predict NASCAR Cup Series results? If so, the NASCAR Finish Line free-to-play app is here to make that happen. Every week, you'll have the opportunity to predict eight correct picks in a race to win. That's right, every week, you have a shot at $25,000. The NASCAR Finish Line app is a free download on all Apple and Android devices. Download now on the Apple Store or Google Play for your chance to win. Wing Sprint Cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or wingnation.com or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts on YouTube or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for Wing Sprint Car Talk. Wheatland would like to congratulate Kevin Harvick and his number four Stuart Haas Racing pit crew for the wins at Michigan International Speedway on Saturday and Sunday afternoon. They are the Wheatland pit crew of the week. Harvick says winning at Michigan is a big deal for Ford Motor Company. Well, when when you um, you know you start getting texts from Edsel Ford on how important the weekend is, <laughs> and, and you answer those, <laughs> and 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 you answer those. Yes, yes, you do answer those, but uh, you you. I've been around Ford for several years now, and you understand the importance of winning at Michigan, Um, you know, the energy and effort that not only put into our cars, but that they put in the engines at Roush Yates. And, and, you know, this is is the place uh, right behind Daytona that that, uh, everybody from Ford wants to win at. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend at Michigan International Speedway, Zane Smith won for the first time in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. Woody Kane had a chance to chat with Zane, the California native, about that big win. Zane Smith joins us now, fresh off his first win in the Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. Runs the number 21 Chevrolet Silverado for GMS Racing. And Zane, uh, we talked to you earlier in the season, and you've been having some good runs, and it seemed like you guys had seen steady improvement, and now you break through with a big win of all places at Michigan. That had to make Chevrolet very happy, first of all. But second of all, you find yourself at the end of that thing, and you look out the window, and there's one of your best friends in Christian Eckes battling you for that victory. Tell me about the end of that thing, and was that on your mind at all? Like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to beat a good friend to get this done. Yeah, I think we're both on the same page. We'll uh... – we always joke around about it. We'll do whatever it takes to win. So, um, but yeah, that, that last or those last couple laps were crazy. Um, I went two laps of just straight wide open, hoping for the best, uh, trying to get what I get. Um, and then I remember coming off a four in second, uh, with pretty good momentum and, uh, and only the 18 to get by. And, um, I, I knew that I was going to have a big old run. And, um, as soon as I, uh, suck started my suck I just knew I had to use it right there I didn't want to use it down in three and four and so um wait till the last minute uh I don't think I really turned left getting into the corner I was turning right from the moment I turned in and um and pretty much just skated all the way through and I was I was worried for a minute I was just going to collect both of us similar to something that you saw with uh Brad and and uh Blaney and um I was worried that was going to happen because that's really easy to do in the trucks. But uh, luckily, we we were all good and uh, came out in front. Well, battling for a job, uh, a good place to do that is from the playoffs, and that's where you're headed this year. Do you think you guys can make some noise once you get there? I mean, it seems like you've, with the exception of one crash, I think, at Homestead, you guys have had speed just about everywhere you've been. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, especially kind of with, like, a new schedule in a way, I'm, I'm – really looking forward to it knowing like the first my first trip to texas um we ran really well there so it'll be really nice going back there uh, i'm actually looking at it right now but really excited for dover uh that's actually probably my favorite track all year we go to it's then dover and richmond so um 
those are my two that I'm really looking forward to. I feel like, uh, where is it? I, I think, I feel like Texas doesn't owe me one, but uh, I'm going to have a shot at it. Uh, and I really want a Martinsville clock. I mean, I don't know. I'm looking forward to all of them. So, uh, but the big one is that I have circled is, um, is Phoenix because we all know that's the important one. And, and that's been a really good track for me in the past. And um, hopefully we could just keep that uh, momentum rolling. Well, speaking of tracks, you've got an unusual situation coming up this weekend with the Daytona Road Course. And I was talking to, talking to Matt Crafton, the two-time champion, and he said even he doesn't have any laps on the Daytona Road Course. What is your road course experience like, and what have you been doing to get ready for this race? Yeah, I love it. Now now me and Crafton are on an even, even playing field. They've been saying, oh, well, it don't matter. Everyone's got to have the same deal. But that's that's not the case at all i mean he's had years and years of experience i'm on my 11th truck race and of course the one year i finally get a full season and get to go chase the championship i don't get to qualify and and practice so that part stinks but um i i think it's going to be a lot of fun i've never raced uh in a stock car on a road course um but all my background is uh kart racing so um not really the carts that a lot of NASCAR kids kind of grew up in. They do the dirt oval ones. I did the, the road course ones all around the country and uh, had a lot of success in those. So I'm, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I grew up as a little kid right after Christmas. I remember December 26th, we'd always pack up all of our stuff and um, I'd have all like new clothes and all my new stuff from Christmas and have a uh, either we fly out Christmas night or the 26th early early morning fly down to Daytona for Daytona Kart Weekend um, race down there. So uh, I was had I took home some trophies on uh, Kart Week. So hopefully I take home another truck trophy. I'm betting the line will be a little bit different. But what have you done to prepare? Is there any sim work? Are you doing any eye racing stuff to try and get ready for it? What have you What have you done? Yeah, so I unfortunately don't have an iRacing rig. I would love one, um, but uh, I've luckily had a, a good bit of time on the Chevy Sim, and um, so that's a, a big thank you to them. I mean, that's where I think you'll really see differences between people of people like kind of translate the Sim to uh, real life, which uh, which I'm hoping it does because we've been fast on the simulator. So uh, that's a positive takeaway from there, but. Uh, I actually just came home from GoPro Motorplex. We, we cart uh, with my trainer about um, once, maybe sometimes twice a week. So we just came from GoPro, uh, turned a lot of laps. I'm worn out right now. Um, but, but yeah, I'm just, I'm super excited. If you could win anything, I don't care if it's a RC car, a go-kart, a cup car, I mean, Rolex car, whatever it is. I mean, if you could win there, it's a, it's a big deal. Well, let's close with this. Something a little fun I noticed on your social media. Uh, your Twitter account says dog whisperer. Where did that come from? You have like eight dogs or are you a trainer? Uh, What's going on with that? No, so um, I, I've always grown up with dogs. And um, I mean, I think all my friends will tell you, I just, I, have, I, love, I love dogs. Really, really animals in general. But I just have uh, two dogs right now. I need it probably get a bigger place or something or, or some land to have to have eight or so but uh, I just have a golden retriever and a, a French bulldog and I love them more than anything and they're they're awesome they're um I try to take them wherever I go or when I can at least but it's kind of hard out in North Carolina it's a lot out here but um I don't know I've just always been a big big dog person on all or from here on all the back of my helmets have my logo with me holding my two dogs and um i don't know just a big dog person always have been always will be fantastic man congratulations on that first win look forward to seeing you get around the road course at daytona this weekend and good luck in the playoffs awesome man thank you so much for having me there you go that's zane smith drives the number 21 chevy silverado for gms racing thank you woody coming up a new two with rusty and later this week in nascar history Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? 
With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. The Xfinity fastest lap in this past Sunday's race at Michigan was turned by Denny Hamlin with a speed of 186.960 miles per hour. It happened late in the race. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity fast. Xfinity proud premier partner of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The NASCAR season is back. Hi, this is Alex Hayden. We're headed back to the racetrack, and while fans won't be with us in person, the Motor Racing Network is setting up a virtual tailgate party. Tweet us pictures or videos of your race day setup. Use the hashtag NASCAR tailgate. We want to hear from you. Find us on Twitter at MRN Radio. Use the hashtag NASCAR tailgate. We may feature your tailgate on an upcoming MRN program. Be a part of NASCAR's tailgate party on the Motor Racing Network. It's ripped the fence. Alex Bowman is here. Jeff Gordon, your boss, was there one night slinging back whatever he was drinking. We won't confirm what he was drinking. Maybe we'll do that in a little bit. He was drinking Stella. Stella Artois. Wow, classy. You can misconstrue that between arrogance or confidence, and you know sometimes there's a fine line. I think the mustache was the confidence. Definitely. I don't know. I don't know how I had any confidence after wearing that damn thing. <laughs> it's the Rip the Fence podcast, available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live, and it's time for yet another Two with Rusty. NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace is back to answer your questions in a brand new installment of Two with Rusty. Rusty Wallace going back to victory lane at Martinsville. How well do you know NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace? Rusty Wallace is the 1989 Winston Cup champion. An unfiltered, unbiased opinion on topics that burn in NASCAR Nation. Man, if I would have done that back then, I'd have blew a lot of stuff up. I'd have had problems, you know. <laughs> From the ever-changing landscape of the sport to random facts about the NASCAR Hall of Famer. I'm not a good golfer at all. <laughs> it's two with Rusty, only on the Motor Racing Network. drivers say that they actually remember the ones that got away sometimes more than the ones that they accomplished. Is that true? Yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, I you, when you win a race, you're happy. Oh, man, I want, I want it. But when you lose a big one, uh, it, it's really h- tough to handle. And it for me, I tried desperately for my whole career to win the Daytona 500. And I got close so many times. And um, I remember leading the race the complete day down to Daytona, and right at the very end, uh, I, I, I lose it. I lost that one to Jeff Gordon again. And uh, myself and back then teammate Jeremy Mayfield, when Penske had the two-car team, the number two car and a 12 car, we're just running along, drafting along, and I get right to the bottom of the racetrack, and Ricky Rudd is on the bottom of the track. It, this car kind of half broke down, and, and I took Jeff Gordon, and I ran him down. I had him on the apron. And I let him up. He was going to be able to skirt around Ricky and make it, but I, it was going to be a tight one. And things are going through your mind millisecondly real fast, going, oh, my gosh, if I cause this big wreck, this could be terrible. Uh, but if I let him up, he's going to get on, on the inside of me, and I could lose this race. Well, what happened? I let him up. And when I let him up, he got on the inside of me, and um, a couple cars hooked up behind him and drafted. And I went from leading that race, falling all the way back to 10th with like five laps to go. And, I'm, and I got out of the car. And I remember looking at my crew chief and saying, what just happened? How did I do this? I'm, blame, I'm being Mr. Nice Guy and uh, not wanting to cause wreck, and I end up losing myself the Daytona 500. So those, those big races like that, you know, that you lose, you remember, and you go, what would you do different and stuff like that all the time. All right, this one's going to come from Veronica. She makes her home in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, and this comes to us from Twitter. Uh, 
which you can submit again, like I mentioned, just use our Twitter at MRN and use the hashtag AskMRN. This is a simple one, but a good one. What was your favorite racetrack to compete at? Oh, in NASCAR, it had to be Richmond, Virginia. I love the shape of that racetrack, uh, the way you enter the corners, the way you exit. I've had, I think, six victories there. It's uh, one of the bigger short tracks, about three quarters of a mile in length, but it's a track I really had some great success on, and I just liked the way you could compete and how there were so many grooves you could move your car around on to get some grip and, and to keep the speed going. So it's got to be Richmond, Virginia, Jeff. All right, how about this? Let's do this for a second. That is a short track, uh, Richmond. You've also got Bristol. You were very good there. Martinsville, you're a seven-time winner there. What about a intermediate track? Maybe something in the one mile or you know the one to one and a half mile race track. What did you really enjoy running? Well, I did, uh, I'm going to go one, with one just a little bit bigger than that, and that's got to be the Michigan International Speedway. Had a lot of success up in Michigan, and I loved going up that track. I liked the area. Uh, the, the big car makers are there, so you always had some pressure to self-induced pressure to run good in front of those guys because they all like to have a little bragging rights on Monday morning, you know. So whether you were driving, whether I was driving for Pontiac or whether I was driving for Ford or Dodge, which I drove for all three of those makes, you always wanted to run good right there. So I'd say Michigan was a great track. And plus, my car, when I first started, my car owner, Penske, uh, he owned that track before he sold it to NASCAR. So I had extra pressure. Run good for the car companies. Run good for your boss. And Miller was the sponsor of the Miller 400, which I won. So I won the Miller 400 with Penske owning the track and a car company. So I had three big things going on to Michigan International Speedway. So for the short tracks, it's got to be Richmond, Virginia. And far as a little bigger, it's got to be Michigan for me. And that is two with Rusty. That's Rusty Wallace. I'm Jeff Striegel. Join us again for another edition of Two with Rusty. To ask a question for upcoming Two with Rusty segments, join the conversation on Twitter at MRN Radio using the hashtag AskMRN. If you'd like to call in a question, my question was for Rusty Wallace. Use the MRN hotline at 1-844-4-ASK-MRN. Just want to ask Rusty, on the days back when he was driving the Kodiak car. It's Two with Rusty, only on the Motor Racing Network. Keep those questions coming, folks. Tweet us at MRN Radio. And Rusty may answer your question in an upcoming episode. Coming up, we've got previews for the road course race at Daytona and later NASCAR history. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. Oh, hi. Um, okay. Guess we should talk about something. Kind of tough to be put on the spot. Not sure what to say. But I know what I'm definitely not talking about. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, DH. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. Now we're an easy top 10 car. Before you dive into the race weekend, get up to speed with MRN Out Loud. That is what makes an extraordinary team. I'm Woody Kane, inviting you to join me every Thursday as we talk to NASCAR drivers and crew chiefs about the coming weekend's race. There's a lot that we've been working on. And let you know when and where to hear MRN's coverage from the track. It's one of the older race surfaces we go to. Gear up for the race when you catch MRN Out Loud streaming every Thursday at MRN.com or wherever great podcasts are found. This is NASCAR Live. 
Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue along on this week's NASCAR Live. We've got a big weekend coming up for you this weekend as NASCAR returns to the World Center of Racing, but with a twist. For the first time, the Daytona Road Course will be used with an added chicane to make it even more challenging. No practice ahead of the race. For what drivers are thinking and expecting, here's a preview. History will be made in Daytona this week as, for the first time, all of NASCAR's top series will be racing on the historic infield road course in Daytona Beach, Florida. What was first announced as a landing spot for next February's Bush Clash, the COVID-19 pandemic has forced NASCAR's hands into adding another road course when the state of New York announced that Watkins Glen could not happen this season. The revamped schedule gave the World Center of Racing an opportunity to think outside of the box and race on the infield road course that has seen many of sports car racing's biggest races, including the Rolex 24. Kevin Harvick won back-to-back at Michigan this past weekend and will likely start from the pole in Sunday's Go Bowling 235 and says it will be interesting leading the field knowing that he doesn't have a ton of experience on the 14-turn road course. That wasn't my vote. I voted for one through 36 random draw every week, you know, for charter teams. So, um, you know, I think it's it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. You know, obviously, I think that there's definitely some merit to it as far as earning your position and the things that you do. You know, I think in the position that we're in, um, there's also some merit in, in keeping it mixed up and keeping it fair and having some new players at the front and giving them an opportunity because at some point during the year, you know, some of those guys are gonna gonna qualify good and have a chance to to have a good weekend. And you know, if you're if you're back in the you know in the mid part of the of the of the pack and, and you, you don't have an opportunity to qualify, you know, sometimes those are taken away. So it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm good. I'm good with whatever. You know, I think um, me me leading uh, everybody into turn one at Daytona could be interesting because I have no freaking clue where I'm going. Uh, as, as we go down there, but most everybody in the field is the same way. We'll, we'll prepare the best that we can and, and hope that hope that we can make it around the first lap, um, you know, with uh, all the wheels still headed in the right direction. Harvick is a heavy favorite to contend for the championship at season's end, but has very little success on NASCAR's road courses. He did win at the Glen in 2006 and again in 2017 in Sonoma. One of NASCAR's hottest road course racers is Martin Truix Jr., who says he has minimal experience on Daytona's infield road course, but knows they'll have a car to contend with on Sunday. I've only uh, been on that track once, and um, you know it was back in, I think, 04, when uh, I ran the IROC series, we raced there. And, um, you know, I didn't do very good. I, I was, uh, wasn't very good at it then. So obviously those cars are quite a bit different than what we have. But um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we've got a lot of work this week to prepare, try to figure it out. Um, I know iRacing has uh, has the track, so get on there, get familiarized, and um, hopefully, you know, be able to, uh, to to learn a little bit from that, and then just um, you know, hopefully the team's preparing. A, I know they'll prepare a great car, and hopefully we can uh, just you know have a car that's drives the way I need it to, and uh, that's really the key. So I enjoy road courses. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, it's going to be wild for sure. A lot of question marks, but it should be fun as well. Uh, hopefully, we can do well. Truex has a win this season at Martinsville, and playoff points down the stretch here will help him get into the championship hunt. Ryan Blaney has won on the Roval layout at the Charlotte Motor Speedway a few years back and says he's been on the simulator preparing for the new course and the new chicane Daytona has implemented before this weekend's events there. You know, when everything all the news came out you know we weren't going to go to sonoma we weren't going to go to the Glen. uh i thought it was really nice that nascar improvised and you know went to the daytona road course um so you know you watch the 24 hours on tv and things like that i've never been on that place it's doing we've been doing a lot of simulation here uh i actually have a sim date later today uh to go back uh, to the daytona road course and just try to get a feel for everything and um but that chicane off turn four i thought that was smart uh, you know, our cars would be going so fast into turn one if we didn't have that. Uh, it's, it's kind of the same, you know, concept, obviously, as the Roval. Uh, mm-hmm. Just kind of slowing us down in a spot and giving us another passing zone. So it'll be interesting, man. I, I know a lot of not, not a lot of people have been on that place, and we're just <laughs> lining up and racing. So <laughs> there'll be a lot of people doing <laughs> simulation work. Uh, I know we've been wearing it out over there in Concord at the Ford Sim, and 
but it'll be neat. You know, it'll be neat, and, and I'm looking forward to getting there next weekend. Blaney will be one to watch at Daytona on Sunday, along with another championship favorite, Denny Hamlin, who is already in playoff mode, wanting to learn from tracks down the stretch to prepare them to win a championship. You don't really have much that relates to what you'll have, uh, except for maybe the Daytona Roval or whatever it might be, uh, to, to Charlotte's Roval. You know, you just you try to win each and every week, try to gain all the points that you can, and, and keep keep putting yourself in, in good momentum going into the playoffs. That's pretty much all you can do. And um, momentum in this sport is week to week. You know, I, I think that you can have you can win this week and you can finish third, dead last last next week, and then all your momentum's gone. So you just it makes you feel good when you can go to multiple tracks, different types of you know uh, skill sets, and, and compete for wins no matter what kind of track or card that you're using. And it seems like you know there's a couple of us that are doing that right now. Hamlin has won multiple times on road courses in his career, including at Watkins Glen in 2017. The Go Bowling 235 for the NASCAR Cup Series will go live on the Motor Racing Network at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, beginning with our pre-race coverage of NASCAR Live Race Day. The Xfinity Series races on Saturday at 2.30 Eastern Time with the UNOH 188, and the NASCAR Gander Trucks will take to the course on Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Follow along on many of these same stations for live coverage throughout the week. It's going to be a very good race this weekend. Coming up, we've got a 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson and This Week in NASCAR History. NASCAR heads to Daytona International Speedway this August for two unique events at the World Center of Racing. On August 16th, NASCAR will battle on the historic Daytona Road Course, and then the sport returns August 29th for the regular season finale with the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Be here to witness NASCAR history being made in August at Daytona International Speedway. Visit DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com or call 1-800-PIT-SHOP to secure your tickets now. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. About to head for the exits on this week's NASCAR Live. To celebrate Jimmy Johnson's incredible career, we've done 48 stories all season long. This week's episode takes us to Watkins Glen International in upstate New York. The year 2000 was Jimmy Johnson's first full-time season in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and it was also the year when he suffered one of the scariest crashes of his career. The track was Watkins Glen International. Midway through the Lysol 200, Jimmy's car left the track at one of the fastest parts of the seven-turn road course. Back at Watkins Glen, under caution for the third time in the Lysol 200, a vicious crash for Jimmy Johnson in turn one. Fortunate to say he's out of the car and moving around, but boy, did he just take a blast in the corner, Mike Bagley. Yeah, he came full blast coming into turn one, almost like the accelerator stuck on the car, sailed over the grass, sailed over the gravel trap there, and hit the styrofoam barriers that lined the Armco in turn number one, made heavy contact, styrofoam flew up in the air, but the good news is he's out of the car, he just stood on top, raised his hands upward as if to signify a touchdown in turn one. I'll tell you what, he made, might even have punched the guardrail through down inside turn one. That's how hard he hit. It looked like from the replay, like Mike called it, the throttle might have stuck because the car just kind of took off to the right. He was down trying to go inside of a lap car under braking, and all of a sudden the car just took off to the right, off the pavement, across the grass, popped in the air, over the pavement, over the gravel trap, and I mean, he hit the guardrail an absolute ton. Motor Racing Network spoke with Jimmy after he exited the car. Man, it was it was incredible. I couldn't believe what was taking place. Uh, we just had made a pit stop with the Alltel Nokia phone Chevrolet, and the car was running great. We were sitting there running inside the top 10 all day long and made our pit stop when it was our time to pit in our fuel window and uh, came back out and just had a brake failure. Um, the brakes have been solid. have been there all day long. I don't know what might have caused it, but I went to get underneath the lapper and, uh, in the braking zone to get on the brakes, and the, the pedal was there for a split second, and then it felt like something popped, and the pedal went to the floor, and 
then I was trying to look for something to run in to slow me down. I tried to get in the grass, and then I went across the track, and it was like a jump. He sent me off over the sand trap. As Jimmy reflects on his career, this is one moment that he will never forget. Man, that's one of two moments I've had in my career where I thought, thought it was over. Um, it's such a weird experience to go through. When, when I <clears throat> came up over the, the rise in turn one and saw the white, I, I thought it was concrete. So uh, at that point, I knew what kind of trouble I was in. And uh, fortunately, multiple layers of a soft wall system and, and everything turned out like it did. This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. All right, my friends, it's that time of the week again. Time for this week in NASCAR history with our Susie Armstrong. Thanks, Mike. Taking a tubular trip to 1986, we find ourselves on the highway to the danger zone as the Top Gun soundtrack flew to number one status. Autobot and Decepticon Transformers filled the toy stores, along with droopy-eyed pound puppies up for adoption. The Dallas Cowboys paid Herschel Walker a running back record $5 million for five years, ticking off fellow star Tony Dorsett in the process. And Tim Richmond notched a NASCAR win in the Watkins Glen International Record Books for the first time in decades, going all the way to win the Budweiser at the Glen. Down that short shoot, your leader Tim Richmond coming in to turn 10 right now in the battle for third. Behind him, it's Earnhardt ahead of Elliott by a car length. Buck Baker in 1957, Billy Wade in 1964, Marvin Patch in 1965. The fourth NASCAR winner at Watkins Glen, New York, is Tim Richmond. Richmond crosses the stripe, a second and a half ahead of Darrell Waltrip. 1998. Booyah! The Dixie Chicks topped the hot country charts with their first number one single, There's Your Trouble. Tom Hanks endured a troubled mission locating Matt Damon in the number one movie in America, Saving Private Ryan. Host Drew Carey mashed up improv comedy with a game show format to launch Whose Line Is It Anyway on ABC. And Jeff Gordon got the last laugh in the Finger Lakes, starting on the pole and leading the most laps to win the butt at the Glen. Jeff Gordon on the home stretch, a quarter mile to turn number six, hangs it all the way out to the outside retaining stripe, brings it down in the corner, taps the brakes, cuts the wheels, sharpens to the left, and accelerates down the short chute, heading back to the checkers. For the third straight race and the fourth time in the last five events, Jeff Gordon is going to win on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit. He comes to the strike, checkered flag waving there, and Jeff Gordon wins the butt at the Glen for a second straight year. 2003, the U.K. shouted, shut up, Mr. Sun, as Britain recorded its highest temperature to date at 101 degrees. When it's that hot, Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett know it's time to pour me something tall and strong, because it's 5 o'clock somewhere. And road course ace Robbie Gordon dominated at Watkins Glen, leading 30 of 43 laps for his final cup win in the series at the Glen. Three quarters of a mile is all that separates Robbie Gordon from the sweep on the road courses. He won in California, and Robbie Gordon is setting his sights. He's got a left-hander and a right-hander, and he's already made the left-hander. He's through turn 10. Robbie Gordon is headed to turn 11. He'll pick up his second road course win of 2003. Robbie Gordon and his crew played strategy like a banjo today, and it pays off with a win in the Sirius at the Glen. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. And thank you, Ryan Blaney, for joining us. I'd like to thank Ben Kennedy and Zane Smith as well for being a part of this week's show. That's going to put a wrap on things for us. We'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. I'd like to thank the rest of the MRN crew. And I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you for joining us. Can't wait to chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbert. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.
As much as life has changed over the last year, you're still pretty busy. So consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same tests hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 25 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.